listening to the Couples Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists. And today, like every day, (laughs) we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Hello. Goodbye. This is our rare. We haven't done an in-person episode. In yeah, it's so fun. Literally years. Yeah. Pre-COVID. So for those just listening, um, Tali and I are actually in the same room today. So uh, I came and visited. Yes. And normally we just record over the inters, yep. nets, webs, yep. stuff, um, which is why we're introing with that as opposed to <laughs> lying. Because after all, yes, we are part following two. up. Yeah, we are. Oh. We are doing part two, following yes. up from our last episode, yes. episode one hundred and one, "Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire." That's Today, episode one hundred and two, "Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire." Part two. Part two. Yes. Today uh, is more about intentional lying. So, yes. if the person is being deceitful, withholding the truth because they know if you knew it, you would make another decision. Uh, and we talked a little bit off air about uh, at least one of the, I think one of the assessments that we use as therapists says it best when it tests your personality mm-hmm. and there's a score, there's like an LFNK score on one of them that it tests you essentially for like, is this a fib or a white lie or a faking good where you want the person to see you in a more positive light or like the people pleasing types of lie, like, yeah, I'll totally be there. And then last minute the person's like, oh no, I, I'm sorry, I can't make it. And you're like, well, why didn't you just tell me that versus somebody who's like, pathologically lying trying to deceive someone and trying to alter almost their perception to have it benefit the person who's altering the perception or telling the lie so exactly yeah and it'll be good to kind of go through that spectrum you know starting with yeah what's it like to have the white lies yeah. and how do you deal yeah. with that in a relationship yes ending to, on yeah. the manipulative <laughs> deceitful pathological yeah. you know um in the camp of like, hey, I'm cheating on you. And yeah. even when you confront me, I say, no, yes. I'm not. Yes. You know, just straight up lie to your face about yeah. something. I showed, maybe if we have time, I'll play that <laughs> video for people. Oh, yeah. I found this clip from an episode of Couples Therapy on Showtime. And the person it basically exemplifies what the pathological, yeah. like, level almost gaslighting is so if if we don't have time i will link it in the show notes so people can listen to it because then they're gonna be like oh that's what it is yeah yeah so how do you deal with white lies or fibs in your relationship or how do you recommend in my relationship yeah with couples although uh (laughs) actually just that reminds me um i have dealt with white lies in relationship and i think it in a sense it's useful to telling them both yeah. i'm sure same yeah uh, there's a certain amount of normalcy to like how and you gave some examples yeah. when we before we started recording like sometimes there's like i think lies that no one really considers a lie lie like oh there's a surprise party so i'm gonna lie to your face yeah or like we talked about planning a proposal, planning a proposal or something where like it's, it's short-term secret keeping yes much different for a larger purpose to that you will eventually have yeah. revealed to you yes so yeah Let's just scratch that off yeah. this discussion. But white lies, yeah, I'm sure I've been told. I remember, you know, being told a lie that I, I caught my partner in and was like, wait, you just lied to me. And it was a white lie. I don't, I don't yeah. remember what it was. It was yeah. so whatever. Consequential, yeah. And part of it was we were new into our relationship. Wow. And I'm sure it was kind of just like a one of those, 
And I think I asked her about it. She's like, yeah, I was just kind of like, I was nervous. I was scared. So I said this. Got I don't it. even know why. And I think that's an important part of white lying is a lot of times yes. it's I, I'm a little scared. So I'm just going to kind of blurt out, which is what yeah. we do to a lot of people in yes. daily life. Yes. That's not our close relationship. Even if you ask somebody, how are you? And they're like, yeah. I'm dying inside. But they're like, I'm great. <laughs> yeah. We do this. It's more And that's acceptable. Correct. It's acceptable Correct. in yes. the in our non-close relationships. Yeah. But then in close relationship, it's like, well, wait a second. Why did I just go to that? So there's, there's those discomforts, those nervousness, those lies that can happen True. that yeah. way. There's also the... It's just easier sometimes. Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to cause this one. to be a discussion. It's going to be a whole thing. I want to go to bed. I want to yeah. tell you what you want to hear so I can avoid conflict. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's on a scale too. Yeah. But that's where, um, you know, there can be a white light version of that mm -hmm. where it's um, something so simple just to like kind of like, in, like intentionally skip over something versus, yeah. uh-oh. I want to avoid conflict. That might be getting a little in the mid range of the, of the spectrum. Yeah, true. I agree. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to a point at all right now. I'm just pointing no, out like you're, these you're examples. discussing examples because yeah. I've heard this. I've heard it in my own life mm -hmm. personally, romantically and otherwise. And I've also told them yeah. like, I know intentionally when I have fibbed or faked good or shared only the positives of some parts of the information and separate from the pathological person where it's yeah. like, well, if you had asked the right question, I would have told you it's more like, yeah. is this really necessary for the person to know? And I've worked with couples where like the most common example is they were planning on breaking up with someone anyway, mm -hmm. and something had happened An ex had reached out. They made out with somebody Well, they were already going to break up with the person the next mm -hmm. day and they didn't tell the person whatever i texted my ex i made out with somebody because to them that wasn't the reason why they were breaking up with the person and they didn't feel the need to add insult to injury and when the person was asking they're like they were genuinely honest they're like no i thought about this for months i, I don't think we're going to work long term we have two differences too much difference in values and they leave that part out because otherwise what often happens is the recipient of that fib or what have you or that withholding is going to perseverate on well that person's if, they're, if only their ex hadn't reached out to them and we would still be together. Like I've worked with people on the, on the fence about, do I share all the information or not? Or, or do I just share what's relevant? Yeah. Well, and I mean, that, that kind of goes back to our first episode on this series yeah. about when you're withholding a nod yeah. and where the feelings are there. Yeah. Um, sometimes there can be a discussion of, do you have a white lie, compassion lie? Mm. Where mm, I where I look yeah. at it is um, in impact versus intent is a yep. very common yep. theme yep. in mental health, True. and this this I think works in communication too. Yeah. Uh, one partner's white lie can have a very good intentioned place. It usually does, yeah. And for them, could be such a white lie that it's like really not a big deal on their it value even system. Register. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it, it just really, it it doesn't feel like a, a big deal. And, but then in couples therapy, we talk about, okay, this is coming up because you're misaligned. You have a difference. So yeah. the, another partner with the same white lie could think it's a negative intent. Yes. Can interpret it as really, really mean, yes. deceitful yes. or something. And also could have a different value of like, wait, anything that you're intentionally telling me that's not true a lie is a betrayal mm -hmm. um and so that's i think a starting point to address the low level white lie pieces mm -hmm. is let's look at 
our value differences um, and see if that's a thing, how you can address lying where one partner yeah. lies. Um, if, but if we all do it or we both do it, well, let's talk about, ooh, before yeah, we jump to any conclusions yes. about yeah. if someone anything in hurtful, let's look at the intent and the impact and go, okay, let's clarify the intent. Let's clarify the impact. And I, I do come from the camp of intent versus impact, where if, even if it was a white lie without any intent to hurt, but it did hurt. Take accountability. Take accountability. Yeah. I'm yeah. all about like, oh, I didn't realize that this thing I did that I thought was actually just to, you know, actually yeah. be better for you, yeah. hurt you. Now that I know, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then I, I go into, I'm just saying this briefly on yeah. the podcast, like I go into the, the apology, good mm-hmm. private apologies. You actually say, I'm sorry. Yeah. You explain what I'm you sorry did. You feel that way. Oh my gosh, the worst. <laughs> the worst. That, that's it. I'm sorry yeah. you chose to hurt your own feelings by yeah. interpreting what I said. That was mean. Yeah, that's a perfect apology. <coughs> Always say that, Talia. Great relationship <laughs> skills. Um, yeah, no. You say I'm sorry. You explain what you did that you now know was yes, wrong because, because normally you, you learn something, out. and then yes. you have a commitment to change. You don't do it again. That's a full that, apology. That one is the clincher <laughs> for a lot of couples because if the person does this in multiple areas of their life, depending on what it is, if it's like the people pleasing, over functioning, white lie tendency, yeah. you have to give them time to change their behavior. Yes. Unless you are absolutely like, if you do it again, I am done. Mm-hmm. You then have to follow through with that. Yeah. So don't, don't give, yeah. um, not an old, I mean, it would be an ultimatum, but like, don't give a solution to something of like, and if you do this, here's what I'm going to do in response, unless you plan to follow up on it, mm-hmm. because then you become the liar because you told them you were going to do yeah. something and then you don't do it. Yeah. So be mindful to not over, over function or overcorrect in that way. I actually want to jump down that rabbit hole off of yeah, what I was saying, sure. um, because I do think it is important to be intentional with our partner. If we're addressing the white lie mm-hmm. end of the spectrum yeah. and we want to be shifting some changes, yeah. we're understanding our impacts more, we're learning each other's intents, we're making apologies. This is a place where couples can get caught because, cool, we did it that one time in therapy. We learned this cool thing. Mm-hmm. And you're committing to change and we're agreeing to this new yeah. set between us. Yeah. Well, particularly the white lie thing, I guess yeah. any kind of person who's like is lying regularly, whether it's white lie or like the full deceit lie, like that's a behavior change. And yes. that means it's going to take time. If they do it at all. If Well, I'm going to go on the positive <laughs> okay. route of like, let's, you're, you, I, are, the, you are very positive. In the scenario where like both partners are trying to address yes. this. And they're like, okay, I got it. I really want to work on this. Give, yes. Give more of a wiggle room. Be graceful. Of yes. Now, there is absolutely a point, a boundary that has to get Where you're like, it's been six where, months and you haven't changed once. Yeah. And, and you, oh, look, now we're in the broken record of, you're not changing behavior. You're just apologizing every time. Which that's is, not cool. Yeah, empty. But that's why a good discussion in therapy or so in the true. relationship yeah. is to talk about. Okay, so we want to adjust this. We've clarified how what kind of lies or we like or don't like are acceptable. We want to change yeah. that. And one person is shifting away from some type of lie. Then give some grace. And yeah. what you can expect that template to look like. This is so people can think about it. Is first time you agree, you get on the same page. Yeah. There's going to be probably some time where that partner making a change remembers it for a while, but then slips. They need reminders because it's a new behavior it's for them. Exactly. It's so you do a compassionate reminder. Yes. And then what will hopefully this will look like is then there'll probably be another lie. But then what will happen is that partner will go like, okay, yeah, my favorite color is red. Oh, shit. No, no, no. It, it's blue. Yeah. I just lied to you. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm That's trying that thing. That's my favorite when they catch yeah. themselves. And couples do this with like yeah. groceries too. Yeah. 
Did you get the milk? Yeah. I don't no, know why I just I said yeah. that I did not get the milk. And that is such an important, this is why I want to go to the rabbit yeah, hole. That's yeah. such an important moment to, you can respond to your partner with a celebration. Hey! I caught myself. Good job, You didn't you. have to catch me. I caught Well, me. no, I was thinking, like, I'm saying you give your partner for catching Oh, yes. Like, yes, yay. that too. Yes. Thank yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, cool. Let me know about the milk. Yeah. Look, I, you know. I'm actually happier that, love that, that you did that yeah. than me having to find out. Exactly. And then so what happens for you listening <laughs> when you catch your partner doing that kind of behavior and they don't disclose it and you have to find it out for yourself. Like you discover the lie, the white lie, the what have you, what happens to the recipient partner who discovered it is they're going, okay, I can't trust you. What else are you lying about? Where else can I not trust you? This is just like that one time that you, and it goes into full detective self-protective mode because that person obviously doesn't want to get hurt. And they're, there's, they're, viewing you as the partner who said the fib or the white lie in a way that is actually maybe not accurate. Mm -hmm. So if you want to be seen as you truly are, it's important that you show up that way in your relationship and catching yourself in a fib or a lie or being just being honest with like, yeah, I don't even know why I did that. Genuinely. I wasn't thinking kind of like when we talked to teenagers, because mm -hmm. you used to only work with teens for yeah, a long yeah, time. Yeah. So did I, that you'd ask them because they're, they're so cute, but their, their frontal lobe isn't fully developed. <laughs> but what were you thinking? And I tell the parents, I'm like, not the question to ask. No. How are you feeling? Yeah. Who was around you? Like, what else was influencing you making that choice? Did it even feel like a choice? Or did you look at it after? You're like, oh, I guess I did that thing. Mm -hmm. You have to really catch yourself because some people go into autopilot. Mm -hmm. They've been doing that behavior for so long in so many relationships. Mm -hmm. No one ever called them out on it. Mm -hmm. And I've called my partner out numerous times. And I'm sure he's called me out for other things. But I'm such a good liar. He would never. <laughs> but I'm not kidding. <laughs> I actually am a really good liar. But I don't use that for evil. Yeah. I know that I'm skilled at that because I used to have drug problems when I was in my teenage years. So I know how to manipulate, but I also don't use that as a weapon. Mm -hmm. And I don't really use that as a skill unless it's like positive. I'm trying to influence of like sharing with clients or whatever else I lead with all of their strengths. And then I will word whatever they're wanting to work on in a kind way that actually motivates them to yeah. want to be different. Like it's not always a negative thing, but being mindful that like, that might be something that your partner is changing and praising them and what you appreciate appreciates, give them some grace and yeah. give them some kudos for it. Yeah. Thanks for being honest. Yeah. I can trust you. I love trusting you. And my point is the template of like, know that it's steps, not a, a one. No, it's not you made a request and the next day they have to be perfect. That it's not yeah. your boss yeah. where they're like, if you mess up on another assignment, you're fired mm -hmm. and you're in peak layoff season and you're like, <gasps> Like if you want your partner to be afraid of you and that's why they're changing, then yes, they might, they might fix the behavior so quickly because they're so afraid of the other outcome, but that's also not a healthy, genuine relationship. If no. the only reason why not, they stopped it is out of fear. It's not going to be long lasting no. because generally we're not going to stay in a relationship where we're constantly scared. No. Whether, or we're, uh, yes. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to work. It's either going to go yeah. revert back or it's yeah. going to end. Yeah. So what about people who are pathological? Yeah. I was going to say, so that's, a, that's the kind of white light yeah. kind of like pay attention to that on the pathological side when you start going to the further end that is um i think two ways to address that mm -hmm. there is the um wait why are you in this relationship question and nobody wants to ask themselves and no one wants well especially because it can be really hard when if you have say come to this podcast because it's been 20 years and True. you've in the first, you know, couple decades of your relationship, you've been 
in a different place yourself and you've been okay with that or they were so good you're just now learning about it yeah but things change like i get that it's a lot harder when you have such an invested relationship to go oh my gosh i've just learned that my partner is not only cheating on me but has pathologically lied to me for decades about Mm -hmm. that behavior Mm -hmm. and it straight up told me to my face yeah no i'm not yeah so the that's really hard, but I kind of am just thinking explain this com- this part of the conversation also into two parts of there's the how come you're still with this person versus okay do you are you a couple that actually wants to address this i e yes. that pathological liar yes. has come to an oh shit realization moment I really I do stop. this. I need to stop this. Or I'm going to be lonely for the yeah. rest of my life. That's that's a different yes. context. That's self disclosure of the person lying versus discovery of the partner of the liar yes so if the person that you're with is a pathological well the way i think someone got caught generally but yeah the way i think of it is if the person is coming to their partner of like look i've been having an affair or i have a gambling whatever it is yeah i lied to you Mm -hmm. for years or you caught me lying yes but but i think that's different oh you do okay yeah because if the person's conscious Mm -hmm. like their own like jiminy cricket Mm -hmm. like if they reach the point where they're like i need for this to be different Mm -hmm. that is the person wanting to change Mm -hmm. if the only reason why it is a discussion point is because Mm -hmm. they were caught Mm -hmm. and they had done so much work to Mm -hmm. try to be viewed in a different way and manipulate their partner into like Mm -hmm. a separate bank account like Mm -hmm. clearly there was evidence pointing to they did not want to get caught or change their behavior because they orchestrated a whole separate life Mm -hmm. Like I've worked with couples before where they'll find like secret bank accounts. They'll have renamed a company name on their bank statement. Like they go to mm-hmm. great lengths to not get caught for whatever they're yeah. doing. And the partner or the accountant or whoever ends up finding this out sometimes innocuously. And they're like, what is this? And then if the person is met with defense, like, what do you mean? What is-? Like they get defensive and they don't want to deal with it. That to me is somebody who's not willing or ready to change the behavior. Yeah, I agree. If I had to find it out and you didn't tell me, I don't have as much trust that you're going to change your behavior. That's where I'm going with this. So what can happen in a different scenario is the pathological liar is found out and then goes, oh, no, you caught me. I want to change. I think that's rare. It's well, here's I think it's more common that they're like, you're the crazy one. Well, I think whether it's rare or not, I think what's useful is to go. That's a good point. If they're caught. You can't trust that they're saying, I want to change because inherently they they're didn't come to their own thing. They're not yes, trustworthy. Yeah. So what's useful is not necessarily going like, oh, is that, do they actually want to change? Are they not when they're yeah. caught? Do I want to be with them? It's about either, do I want to be with them yeah. or what are we doing as a couple to rebuild trust? And when it's a pathological Ugh. type lie in a very direct, hard, For rough years, lie. Though, could you imagine? Yeah. What? No, that's nuts. You don't have that in your no. In your they usually okay. come in and they're like, "We're done." Then I will take this part yeah. of it. Then let's do this with my part. Because so. I've I've not seen I, I've yeah. seen it, but I've also then seen it that we get years in and they're like, "Ha ha, gotcha uh-huh. both." I never stopped it, and I'm like, "Oh, my, the cop side of me is like, are you effing kidding yeah. me? Like, I had you dead to rights." <laughs> I mean, I, I would say like if I step out of like my therapist, yes chair sure. and what i'm trying to do if a couple yeah. actually wants to work i just kind of step out of yeah. it and go hey we're in this scenario then i do think the most important discussion is for the partner who's been lied to this aggressively 
um, and you need to support them in getting out of the relationship. I do think pathological lying on this end of the scale that we're talking about is such a um, relationship destroyer. Destroyer. I mean, the three pillars: trust, respect, liking of a relationship, and you can't have any of that. There's zero trust. Yeah. You can't respect each other because if someone's pathologically lying to you, you're not respected. I don't know how you respect someone who's lying yeah. deceitfully and Correct. manipulatively to you. And then how do you like, well, I guess you could like someone. If... Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. likes everything. The first... There's always someone who likes something. There's... But my yeah. point is, is like, I do think that's an important discussion, like end it. Yeah. And there are still couples where that has happened. True. And I get back in my therapist chair and how to... do yes. I support people to rebuild trust? Yes. The thing is, that type of rebuilding trust after pathologic lying is going to be as extreme as the lying. And in other contexts, yeah. it's the type of trust building behaviors that I would actually signal as red flag in a relationship. Huge. Like, can I see your phone? Yeah. Normally in like a non, you know, uh, pathological lying situation. Yeah. I'm like, no, I yeah. don't think that's healthy trust building. Correct. It doesn't in mean this scenario, yeah, if you really needed to, yeah. that was like what I'm like, go for it. Like, yeah, don't go in the client app stuff, but yeah. like you can look at whatever else you want. You're not going to find anything I haven't shown you, but I agree that would not be the litmus test to be like, well, I know I can trust him because I went through his phone without him knowing. That's yeah. one of my favorite things <laughs> I hear from client, and I didn't find anything. And I'm like, do you not hear the yeah. irony that, is... that you broke the person's trust to prove that you well, can trust just that. Them. It's also like, that's, so you're not trusting. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's, now, there's but not now trust I know there. that I can trust him. I trust him. I didn't find evidence to not trust him. Therefore, I can't trust him. And I'm yeah. like, that's not how trust works. So that, for a lot of relationships, yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> yes. But when you have really, really pathological line, really intense, yeah. you know, and sometimes intent to hurt, manipulative But that's line, the thing is, is this person a sociopath or is it, and is this part of their psyche? Is this how they function in the world from their upbringing, whatever the reason yeah. Is it that? Is it they're like, this is what I've done to everybody I've ever met for mm-hmm. my whole life. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. Or is it a byproduct of substance use? Because I've worked with clients, this could be a whole other episode, mm-hmm. but I've worked with clients where that's a part of it, mm-hmm. that the the person turn they I call it unbecome themselves. Yeah. They're so in the thick of their addiction, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. that they act not as themselves, as the true self when the person is sober from that behavior. And that is a different type of manipulation and deceit because at the core, once that addiction or once that uh, illness is treated, that behavior ameliorates. Mm-hmm. If the if the deceit and the manipulation is only in the context of when the person's using and it has not occurred, like they, it's almost like having a split personality, yeah. that is a much different situation than a person being a sociopath diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, mm-hmm. antisocial, someone who has a true genuine diagnosis where they're like, I would do it. And I do it again. Kind of like when we see interviews with murderers, they're like, I, yeah, I cut his body up. I ate it for lunch. Then I went to work the next, and then you're yeah. just like, they did like they were talking about what they ordered for lunch. Yeah. Well, literally. Yeah. yeah literally. Yeah. <laughs> truly. But like that, that level of like, yeah, I did it and I yeah. do it again. And you're, you're going to be the one that has a problem. And you should know that I'm going to be this way. If you stay with me is a whole different type of person. Well, and, and that's where I go, like, okay, if it's in that camp and you, and you start to Why think and person? uncover that person yeah. there, then we need to talk about how do you get out of that relationship that's yes. not a healthy relationship. Exactly. It's not a healthy relationship if you have a pathological liar as yeah. your partner. Yeah. And there's plenty of scenarios where a couple wants to try to rebuild trust. 
And yes. inherently, you have yes. to start at a zero point of there is no trust. No. I can't even trust that you want to be in this relationship yes. yet. Yes. So we have to look at more extreme trust building behaviors, which to clarify that, that I keep saying is, so these are baby steps, stepping stones like over were, a long when you were, when period you were first of time. And even more yeah. intense now because it's more, there's already that risk of vulnerability when you start dating someone, but you're kind of assuming so yeah, the best have, of someone. I have a theory. This is even share. further yeah. back. Yeah. The smallest trust. Because I, I assumed it's, the best of you. You yeah. proved the worst to me. Yeah. And now I'm giving you the, the whatever it is. And we've done a whole episode yeah. on this too. Trust versus benefit of the doubt. Yes. I'm, I'm giving you an opportunity for rebuilding. Yeah. So, so the key with this, I think, yeah. as the big message yeah. to how do you start trust building behaviors anew when it's been broken already mm-hmm. is having a collaborative discussion with what does that look like? Yeah. And start small true and plan for a few steps forward one step, step yeah. back not full regression not full regression <laughs> but the like okay so part of trust building is all right i'm gonna ask you to pick up the milk on the way home from work yes it has nothing to do with stuff you used to lie about yeah but i'm gonna it's ask a, you to do something yeah. we do it and start going cool you're hitting those markers but you, the couple has to come to a collaborative agreement of this is intentionally behaviors demonstrated that is showing we're rebuilding trust together for the sake of wanting to actually rebuild it to actually heal. get out of the doghouse not look good for your family not well the point is the point is that the partner who's been lied to will always be questioning oh, are yeah. you just trying to look better with the family yes, gather doghouse yeah. that kind of thing so the point of the trust building behaviors is to slowly start rebuilding and the proof is in the behavior yes. is, oh, you are doing these things? Yes. Cool. At a certain point, you'll cross the threshold right. of, okay, I actually yeah. believe and trust you now. We've built enough trust that I don't think you just want to get out of the doghouse. Mm-hmm. Um, or on the flip side is, hey, if you can't manage this, then I don't, I think what you're showing me is you don't want to get out of the doghouse. And now we're in that other camp mm-hmm. that I keep pushing off of. We'll yeah. get to in just a second. Yeah. Uh, now it is like, okay. Yeah. I can't trust anything. This is not a healing, not solvable safe. relationship. Yeah. It's got to be done. Yeah. The relationship has to be over. Yeah. My, um, kind of thing. my um, theory that I wanted to add in or kind of like what I ask clients who are going through this is if you know that the person has betrayed your trust, mm-hmm. like before that you're giving them, you're building trust, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. They prove you right, that you can mm-hmm. trust them. It, it goes circle, like it goes hand in hand. Your choice is, do I be with, do I pick again to be with somebody who I actually now have 100% proof has broken my trust or do I leave that person and build, not rebuild, but build with somebody who has a pretty much 50, 50 chance (laughs) they could, or they couldn't, but I don't know. In one case, you know, the person has betrayed your trust and hopefully you also know that in other ways you could trust them. That is one choice you have. The other choice is, again, you leave that person. And you're like, I don't want to risk it. I would rather take a risk with somebody else who maybe, yes, could hurt me, but it could they could not. You've proven to me that you will. And that's the existential question to sit with if you're listening to this and ask yourself, which camp would I want to be in? It answers well, different for everyone. And what I just thought of, like, is as you're, it is different yeah, for everyone. Yeah. Um, and what camp you're in, no matter what, like, trust building behavior whether it's with um 
the former, or, former new, yeah. or the new partner is that's actually a skill set for everyone to kind of have like their tuners um, oh, um, yeah. tuned to, yes, uh, yeah. tuned to, yeah. um, to be like, oh, because some people uh, just don't know how to really interpret the signs from other people yeah. that they're trustworthy or yep. not. Yes, um, that's a whole other episode. So this idea of yeah. like small trust building behaviors is getting really nitty gritty about what levels of trust there are yeah, true. Um, and being explicit about it yeah. to like you and I trust each other a lot. Yes. But there's also like, there's the simple trust of like, Hey, we're sitting on a couch together yeah. and I trust you're not going to murder me. I there you go. Not. Yeah. not that I think about that regularly, <laughs> but there's just a kind of a social trust your, there. If it passed your mind, yeah. you would be like, nah. Yeah. Be like, no, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Not, not likely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We're not that hungry right now, are we? <laughs> like, no. We're yeah. Not, we're <laughs> like, ah. this, yeah. It's you or me. Because we both get yeah, angry. We do. Uh, we, yeah. I, don't yes. know we, I know we've said that to each other. Yes. I know we've said on the podcast, yeah. but we both get we angry. We do. That's a trait we have. Um, yeah. There's that trust, um, which seems kind of simple and obvious it that, hey, you're not going to murder time. me. But it's yeah. one of those things that you can look at and yeah. go, oh, yeah, there are these social indicators, indicators yeah. of where we're building trust. And the number one thing, and then we can um, do it by me a whole other episode on like, how to build trust or just how to identify a trustworthy person. Yeah. Trust is built by congruency. Mm-hmm. Do I do what I say that I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. Does the other person do what they say they're going to do? Mm-hmm. And that also includes, I know it's backwards, but if the person's like, no, I'm going to cheat on you again. And you're like, <laughs> no, if you just love me more, you wouldn't. And then they cheat on you again. That is your own fault. Mm-hmm. If the person has notified you, here's who I am going to be. Mm-hmm and you continue to stay with me, you've signed up for this. Yes. And if the same vein goes for, I'm not going to cheat on mm-hmm. you. I'm not going to hurt you. I will never hit you. I will never betray you. Here are my vows, essentially. Yeah. And I've not ever given you a reason or or proof to go against that. And mm-hmm. it's only the own individual's trust issues of like, but what if you did? But what if there's like an anxiety because they've been hurt before, or had mistrust before. Mm-hmm. That is their thing to work on and not assume that everybody would be a pathological liar or to your point intent versus impact you could do something that i'm like oh shit but that's the face i make when i lie and that's just maybe you have to part i don't know like it could be totally different so like you don't want that's my fart face in your life you don't want to assume i don't even know what face i make but probably a very good one but you don't want to assume is it this is my fart and lie face you don't know what i'm doing right now you don't want to assume the, the person you're with is doing something for the same reason another person you know does something yeah. for. You can have a different intent and the person could be like, yeah, the reason I didn't want to share this with you is because you told me very, and you'd be surprised how many people remember things from very early on. And they and you're like, oh my gosh, you're right. I did tell you that. Okay, that makes sense. I did ask you very early on never to tell me if this happens. Yeah. So that reminds me like, <laughs> just because we're on topic yeah. of line, uh, this is a real back tangent yeah. to white lies. Be like, I, this is probably what I'm the most like guilty of okay. is sometimes there's just lies because our memories suck. Yes, where it's, it's like, unintentional. Oh, oh I, shit, did I did say yeah. that and I forgot yes, that. Or yes. like it was genuine in that moment and something's <laughs> changed over the year, whatever, and something different. And or yeah. like, I, you know, I, I've definitely been confronted where I have lied. I can't remember what yeah. it was. Oh, I'm going to ask my, my lady about it. Yeah. Um, and she's like, no, you said that. I was like, I did? Yeah. That doesn't sound at yeah. all what I think and feel yeah. right now. Yeah. And I, I remember having a discussion of, look, 
that must yeah so at that time i, I guess yes. that must have been true then yes. that doesn't feel true to me now and then i, I had to own yeah. i had to own yes. that like so yeah there's a lie ish yeah. there um god i wish i remember what it was because i know it was innocuous but like i'm just so curious but that's just a little side note it of is, like yeah. also memories can lead to lies yes where you forget you said a thing or you said something that felt true in the moment and or then your mind you've has processed changed in the it. interim yeah, yeah. you've just processed it or maybe it's just the way you said it yep. came yep. one way you didn't articulate it well or the and now person's you're doing interpretation it. had them create a memory that you said it well that's yeah. another thing which is true that happens but it's true your memory but i'm trying yeah. to stick on like yeah. oh, i mean like yeah. i made a lie yeah. on a memory front. yeah um, just a random little thing yeah. to acknowledge. See, my memory is too good that my partner could never pull that with me. Oh, God. I, He's I tried and I'll look like at him. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, or maybe you didn't. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Don't forget your lines, buddy. Well, just wait till you're a little older, Talia. <laughs> I used to go. be like that at your age, you young whippersnapper. Um, no, but I really did. I, I, used to, I used to have that kind of memory, and then it just shifted. I went, oh, okay. I I don't. I just trust I don't think my mind will shift. It's genetic. Ah, Everybody good. in my family is like nice. has photographic memory. Oh, so jealous. Yeah. Anyway, that's that tangent. Yeah. I do want to before we wrap, like, do talk about that other um, really intense pathological line. And when that, you know, how to deal with lying in your relationship. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of times you have to make that judgment of, oh, this person, it is a personality trait. Oh, this is so painful and having to end it. I think that maybe, um, maybe this is an assumption that early on relationship, it's easier to end. Maybe not, but I'm definitely more sitting with like the really difficult place of we've been in this relationship for five, 10, 20 years. We have kids. I'm now learning this. Yes. How do I deal with the fact that my partner's a pathological liar and we have kids and I'm going to have to deal with them one way or another for the rest of my kids. The, yes. Ch- the decks can be loaded in different ways. If you don't have kids or a reason to be intertwined, I won't even yeah. say stay married to be intertwined. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. If, if you can at all costs get out alive, do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And what I would say is like, if that's a struggle, <laughs> seek support, whether it's friends, family, who know that like, hey, you have to do a hard go thing. As always, yes, go <laughs> see a therapist. Because that support could also just be, hey, this is stressful. This is dangerous for some people. Yes. So it creates safety. Yes. And then also it could come to a place where, which can be really common for um, partners who have been betrayed. Yeah. To go back to like what I was saying, that yep. that tuner, yep. and then they start doubting and feeling shame. So I was like, how did I miss that my partner lied to me so much? Mm-hmm. And there's a genuine big question to ask. Did you miss it? Or and were if they it so is, skilled? Exactly. Yes. Did you miss it? And therefore, there is a place where you need yes. to start looking hard at yourself. Was it your yourself? lack of vision or yeah. was it their ability to be yeah. so deceitful? Or being compassionate with yourself and going, yeah. no, this, this and person And we lie to ourselves to when we love people. Yeah. We see the best in them. Yeah. How many of you have ever broken up with somebody? You look at them, you're like, that's disgusting. I can't believe I ever found you attractive or wanted to date you. Like, not necessarily looks wise. No, of course not. <laughs> nope, never but been like, there. But like personality wise, you probably have never dated really scummy people then. I, I Lucky for definitely you. not dated scummy people. Lucky that for is you. true. Good One of my you. favorite compliments from um, a buddy of mine. Uh, and this was also when we were younger. Uh, he said, wow, you just always date really high quality women and I went, i'm not laughing yeah. I, I i'm laughing because yeah. i love that for you <laughs> but i'm also like this is such a fucking exception as a man truly because i've known so many women who it's like 
garbage, garbage, yeah. sociopath, narcissist, cheater, fuckboy, yeah. whatever. And then they find the nicest guy. And the guy's like, I would never cheat on you. And they're like, mm, I've been burned too many yeah. times to believe you, Tim, or whatever the guy's name is. <laughs> like, While I don't have research yes. for this, <laughs> I do understand talking to plenty of women yeah. that, um, yeah, it's a nightmare. If you're straight if, and yes. you're dating men, <laughs> yes. that's a nightmare. <laughs> Um, so yes, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, we're on that tangent yes. a little bit. Uh, but back to like, yeah, needing to get out of these relationships can be really hard and you do need to answer some of these questions. Yeah. Um, go to therapy, go to therapy. Uh, but I don't know if I have any other great, like, you know, tips and thoughts about it besides, um, just being compassionate and saying when you get to that level of betrayal, that's yeah. so hard. It's so painful. Yeah. Um, but needing to go okay this it, it hits at the foundation mm-hmm. of relationship and you have to be honest with yourself True. that if we cannot trust if my partner is going to pathologically lie to me uh, abuse me by lying you know emotional manipulation by lying all of that this has to be a no thank you scenario mm-hmm. And that is not something I say often on the podcast. True. You like to talk about get time. out of it all the time. And I'm cut always off, on the, I'm always quick. on the, well, how do we yeah. work through it? Yeah. Which is what I did you yeah. know, a few minutes ago on one yeah. scenario. But for this, I really go like, yeah, if you cannot Don't have waste trust your time. in your partner, it's a And pillar. it also it's screws gone. with your head. This yeah. is my last note that we have to wrap up. Mm-hmm. It screws with your head when you stay with somebody who is not meant for you and is also continuing to permeate this belief that all men or all women are going to be like that. The longer you stay with somebody who isn't for you, the less time you get to spend with somebody who is. Exactly. You've got to find those people who you can trust. Who won't You're be gonna find, sociopathic. Oh, and I know that some people have to sift through a lot. I did. There, I, but I did. Some the people. Wink, tour. Wink. <laughs> I did the tour. I, yeah. Some people. I'm winking and pointing at Talia. <laughs> but that makes uh, me qualified to talk on this. Well, you know, and, and just having had those experiences, having learned and gone through it. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot. You've been able to get yeah. to the place where then, as you're saying, the point is then you're not wasting, you had did not waste yeah. more time no. on these people. No. So you can find a great the person, person yeah. who actually is of quality and of trust and has all yes. of that. So nice. Yes. So thank you for listening or yeah. watching. And we will see you next time. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions that you want us to answer, yes. answer yes. on the podcast, shoot us an email, Ryan and Talia at the couples guide podcast.com. Yes. And you can also tune into my Instagram at Talia Bombola, where I try to do a weekly Q and a, and if any of those questions are podcast relevant, then we will answer them here until next time. Mm-hmm. Thanks again. Take good care. Bye.